Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we talk to someone of interest about it. And this week we are talking about a monumental moment in Star Wars history. And that is the conclusion of the Clone Wars animated series. And... I could say who better to discuss it with, but who else could I discuss it with? Fresh off his premiere screening, we had to get right into starting the podcast straight away because he wanted to. He just he, he was he was wanted to dump all the good material unrecorded before we got set up. <laughs> it is my buddy. Clone Wars, Corey Van Dyke. How you doing? Oh, Steel, listen. Listen carefully, okay? It's not every day that any movie or TV series gets me emotional, okay? It's it's like, it's a rarity, you know, because it's just, that's just how I am. But Steel, Clone Wars is over. And I, it just came back. And now it's gone again. And uh, it was... So emotional, and and I, this is like a therapy session we're having right now because it's it's just too raw. Like, I I have no words, but I apparently have to have many today. So, it was amazing, man. I that that was so poignant. I have no words, <laughs> yet I'm supposed to have many today. Exactly. Oh right. my god, <laughs> you should have been up on that um mountain with the Knights of Ren singing. <laughs> Great. It was just, dude, it was almost everything I wanted it to be. And that's what I love about it. It's It was perfect. Your face is just beaming. I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I, I want to like dim my laptop screen because it's just, <laughs> it is too much. Now, for those late to the action, Corey and I were sitting next to each other. What, what year was this? 2018. It was uh, in July of 2018. San Diego Comic-Con at the um, 10 years of the Clone Wars animation panel. We got su- very shocked with uh, the announcement of this final series. And um, famously or infamously, I had to lie to Corey because I didn't think they were going to announce anything new. <laughs> did. I did have to tell Corey that I had insider information that, that it's definitely no cartoon announcement because I wanted you to enjoy it for what it was, not 
what it wasn't. Right. But the true believer, do or do not, there is no try, Corey Van Dyke. Well, it was funny. Stay true. Yes. Got his wish. Yes. Two years later, here we are. You know, it's it's funny because going back to Comic-Con, I remember that you told me that the night before the panel while we were recording a podcast, and I, I, I was crushed. But I was also like, in the morning, we're like walking to 7-Eleven, getting probably our, our 7-Eleven hamburgers. But as we're walking, I say to you, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm like, still, I think it's still going to happen. And we, I think we have this recorded. Um, I think it's part of the actual Comic-Con mm. thing, uh, show you put up. Um, but I just remember being like, nah, it has to be something. It has to be something. And then obviously it was something. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm petitioning, you know, for Clone Wars resaved. I'm ready for, did uh, we, did we not have a conversation about this two years ago? I told you I'd break at some point. (laughs) Now, what did you promise me? I did promise Steel that at the beginning of this season, when we (laughs) reviewed the Bad Batch, that I'd be content by the end of this and that I would peacefully um, just never bring up more episodes again. I do have to say, Star Wars fans, as much as they love lightsabers, they love petitions. Yeah, no kidding. Online petitions. The petition, I'll tell you where you sign. You you go to Disney+, Plus. Yep. you log in, and you press play. Exactly right. And then you do that. Many more times, yeah. and um, if you're a uh, a total Corey about it, you'll encourage friends and family. Oh yeah, you will go into department stores, and if they've got a Disney Plus demo going, <laughs> you will press play <laughs> exactly. on the Clone Wars movie. You'll try to rig it to some sort of repeat function. I've got all the Verizon stores on their iPads. Uh, I can't do that now, dude, because of the pandemic. I can't go do it. Or else I would. I'd go right now. Well, they're going to get a surge. True. I, I feel like you got to think about this logically, mm. Corey. I feel like because everyone's at home, more the increase in people that are at home so are going to end up watching it mm-hmm. would be bigger than the increase that you alone could incur by going to every Best Buy in the region and pressing play. Oh, yeah. I mean, this pandemic, I mean, really, like, just everyone's streaming things, so Clone Wars must be 10 times higher than it would have been otherwise. And then there's there's a Corey bump as well. And then, yeah, that's the most essential one, but, yeah. So, um, we have seen it. We are about to just go haywire with spoilers. Yeah. And um, so be fair warned, you know, it it is, you know, like Corey, like his review, it's, it's almost like null and void. It (laughs) it would have to, um, you know, things would have to gone pretty dire for Corey to, um, to thumbs down on this bad boy. But I will say. It is, like, those four episodes are some of the, the best Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm not, like... You know, I watch, I watch The Clone Wars. Um, I, like, it's not my... Like, I don't right. sort of 
fan out about it uh, the way I do like the live action stuff. But, um, you know, I just watched it and to be honest, didn't think too much about it. But this season, and I sort of, very interested now to go back and follow this um, Darth Maul deal. Because this is the thing. I have, uh, just above your head, Corey, there is a shelf. Look up there. Okay. Um, And it is my shelf of things I least like about Star Wars. So I collect all these things of, of moments yeah. that I'm just like, nah, like I love it. just to have fun with it. I, I, yeah. I, I collect these little moments. I love it. Um, I do have a Star Wars Celebration Chicago exclusive Darth Maul with spider legs. <laughs> yes. Because, as I've said many times, I thought it was silly to bring back Maul. I like things to, as many things to stay dead as possible. Mm-hmm. In in the Star Wars realm, but yeah, I have said that whilst I didn't like him coming back, I have liked what they've done with the character, and the same thing with Ahsoka, how she made it through Rebels when you know a lot of people were predicting that maybe she wouldn't. I was like, well, you know, at this point, I thought that would have been a really sort of fitting end for her with you know Anakin in that temple. But if they go on and do something amazing with her, then it was worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do have to say, this Clone Wars finale movie thing definitely does make Darth Maul worth it. Oh, yeah. Very compelling, just the way he sort of knows what's going on. And right. I, um, I tweet about this on the last episode uh, that... Oh no, the one before was, Mm -hmm. this is like my favorite sort of supplemental material. Oh yeah. In that it doesn't try to twist things or go, ha, this meant this. Like the, you know, like even though there's other like uh, scripting that contradict that, that, you know, it's Princess Leia, but you know, some people like to go, oh, the the other that Yoda speaks of is, you know, like Ray or, um, Ahsoka or Kanan or Ezra or, do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, that's not the original intent. And I love that they just enhanced what we already knew. Like, I am so up for the fan edit that intertwines all of uh, Revenge of the Sith with... um, with this, like in yeah. chronological order, that'd be so sick to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, now, yeah, before yeah. before we get into the whole deal with what went down and spoilers, Corey, I've, yes. I, I, I I live text messaged this to you. I was <laughs> I was I, I thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> Corey reviewed the last episode. What was the last episode called, Corey? Shattered. Shattered. Now he he does he puts up these videos and they they are. I like it when Star Wars makes people happy. You guys happy. It 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 it's the best. So I I would rarely watch anyone watch a TV show. Actually, right. I have I have never done it. There you go. <laughs> but Corey's gasps and reactions to this and and just how much it means to him is um it makes me appreciate like the the cartoon um even more 
But, so in the second part of his Shattered review, he um, wraps up doing his little commentary and stuff, talks about how much he loves it, and then it cuts, and then he gets, like, a Clone Wars action figure, like a clone commander or whatever, Tamira Morrison. Yeah. This action figure that he's called Ross, and then interviews Ross about what... (laughs) About what he thought of the Clone Wars episode, and 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 Ross, the action figure, loved it, loved. But his face was so angry the whole time, so it was really confusing. Like he had that 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 um, you know, clone army, like ah, I mean, I'm a clone, I'm I'm here for battle. But yet he's just gushing, he's in tears about the the poignant end. Oh, uh, so unintentional. It's so great how it works, though. Yeah, I, as soon as the episode finished, I had a Sideshow Collectibles 5s right next to me. And I was going to call my buddy Ross up to talk about the episode with me. And I'm like, let me put 5s right next to me as I talk about it. And then when you sent that message, dude, I went back and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> it really does look like that. It's uh, Yeah, so I do have an action figure named Ross uh, that will be talking in every one of my videos now. <laughs> Man, I, I thought you loved it. Action figure Ross, he was... <laughs> he was down. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the episode so far, the easiest way you can support the podcast is by simply spreading the word. Give us a retweet on Twitter or a share on Facebook. Tell a friend, get us a new listener, and you have done us one hell of a favor. And growing the audience keeps the podcast thriving so you're serving yourself up more and more sweet, sweet content. The latest episode is normally pinned to the top of our Facebook and Twitter feeds, making for an easy share. Your support is so appreciated. And now, back to that show. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk full plot, full Corey okay. spewage. Let's start from what, what's the thing that when I watch your reaction video, what, what's the biggest face you're going to pull? It happens a lot for this one, um, but there I can think of two key moments. Mm-hmm. And it's for, well, one's really morbid, but it's when you see Clone Trooper Jesse's helmet on the pike because that kind of signified really the end of the Clone Wars in a way that is so fitting because Jesse is another clone that we followed since the beginning and him and Rex were the last ones from the core group that we followed throughout the seasons. So it was like kind of saying that that group is gone now it's done. Um, and so I, I, I audibly gasped and just like totally cried about it because there's blood stains on his helmet. And like, you know, you never see that in, in animation. You never see something that dark before. And then of course it goes without saying Darth Vader, like, what a fitting way to conclude the Clone Wars than having this arc start with Anakin giving Ahsoka her lightsabers and this series finishing with Anakin taking back one saber. And I, I noticed this um, a couple times uh, in, my, in my rewatches of it, but they've deliberately shown Anakin's eyes through the lenses. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was really powerful. Um, and then you got the bird. The, that bird is everywhere. That owl is just like 
<laughs> I mean, like, what's up with the owl? It is everywhere. Um, like, I'm surprised Vader didn't just kill it on on in Rebels. You know, he's like, he's like seeing the damn bird again. I'd be like, what is your deal? Ah, oh, so he's yeah. This is the thing that got me. Cause I'm not like super like in tr- like I obviously know when the Clone Wars are yeah but um like it never occurred to me that Ahsoka and Darth Maul would have never like come face to face chronologically yeah. right and, and to, until the um like the siege of Mandalore hey for, for the siege of Mandalore. I didn't think there was many Mandalorians in this whole thing. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I mean, they were, you know, sprinkled throughout the first uh, couple of episodes, but there was a heavy emphasis on Ahsoka and Maul and Rex the whole time. It was really their story. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like that was like, like this was, had so much more like gravitas. Yeah. Oh, that, for sure. To, to cover this part of it. For sure. Um, I um like I normally don't go for the big showings of power, like mm. like you know my, my favorite um I'm like I'm an Ewok guy, you know right? I mean? <laughs> yeah. My, my my favorite scene in the Phantom Menace is the "Don't Look Back" scene with Anakin and Shmi, but when Darth Maul ripped out that hyperdrive, yeah. And then, like, it came out of hyperspace and it was falling. Oh, I was like, yeah, like it was I pretty. Mean, it was pretty like um, Fast and the Furious level Star Wars oh, for sure. And, no, I, and I'm was. and I'm talking like Episode Eight or Nine of the franchise when yeah, <laughs> when they're super loose. Oh, dude, no, yeah, I just have to yeah. throw in. I can't. It's it's like disrespectful to the scene and cinema yeah. in general. Have you seen the scene in one of the Fast and the Furious episodes? I haven't seen the movie, but I've just watched the clip like twenty seven thousand times. Okay, where the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is in hospital with a broken arm, and his mm-hmm. his whole arm is in plaster. And then I think it's um, Vin Diesel is the character mm. that comes and sees him. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Vin Diesel. Anyway. And tells him about some mission they have to go on. Like, hey, man, we're going to go... Like, someone's in trouble. We have to go out and be fast and furious. Yeah. And, he, and he's like... Yes. He gets up and flexes his bicep. And the plaster cast shatters off. I have not seen that. Oh, my God. Tell me no. that. Tell me that scene doesn't sound better than than this entire four episodes. That's, Come on, that's stunning. <laughs> you got to link me to that after. You know, we, we, why aren't we doing the Fast and Furious rewatches? Emily's like, doing that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Emily's got a podcast. It's um, the Fast and I think it's, is it called the Fast and the Furious? But she's the Furious one, and then. Oh no! It's called the Fan and the Furious. The fa- oh, I did hear about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is an That's excellent amazing. title. Amazing! What so, an awesome idea. So yeah, her friend is a um, avid um, F and F fan. Okay. And uh, he's trying to win her over. So we can't. We we can't. Yeah, we yeah, can't. It's um, damn. What a great idea. It's diluted the whole. But, the scene is. It's clogged up. Damn. To- you know what Maul reminded me of in these two episodes was obviously Sam Witwer portray Starkiller in the Force Unleashed. And so Maul was on full Force Unleashed mode. That was, like, 
I think everyone, when they see that, they think, oh, Force Unleashed. Like that yeah. bit where he was bringing in yeah. the... Um, and, and I guess, did you think uh, Rise of Skywalker when uh, Ahsoka had Darth Maul's ship? I thankfully didn't think about Rise of Skywalker at all uh, while watching this <laughs> this episode. <laughs> but no, I can see the parallels there for sure. Um, yeah. I, um, it, you know, it, it's better for his character that he didn't, but I was always like, is he ever, is he, is he going to turn face? Like, is he going to actually help Ahsoka in any right. way? But he just, like, she was smart enough to know what would help her the most. And that's just letting him out and causing yeah. trouble. And, um, you know, it cost her a little bit, cost her a little bit, had to it's skydive cool. onto a, uh, a Y wing, another very fast and the furious moment. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Cause there's this they- other scene. Right. I'm all about this. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm just taken with it. But, or is it Mission Impossible? I think it's Fast and Furious. They drive cars yeah. with parachutes out of a plane. Yeah, yeah, that's Fast and Furious. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Filoni's been watching it, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, no. Just after a hard day um, <laughs> animating, drawing the little pictures, he, he puts his hat down and, and just puts on a bit of Vin Diesel. Someone should do a side-by-side comparison to the two of them on, on YouTube. That's great. Dave Filoni is living his life a quarter parsec at a time. <laughs> that line, man. That line. <laughs> oh, man. Dave took inspiration from the Fast and the Furious. Not any of the Star Wars films. Just like, we're going with that. Oh, how about the, um? you know, he always loves a uh, a generous helping of, um, you know, if you want to call it fan service or callbacks and stuff. But yeah. um, when they finally get to that planet and it's snowing, so they've got like Hoth troopers or yeah, snow, troopers. snow troopers. You, you, you shouldn't call them Hoth troopers because they, they, they went to other planets that are snowy, you guys. And the... Um, yeah, the probe droid. The, yeah. um, the Viper droids or whatever they're code name is like all oh, that was super sick i um yeah i the vader bit i don't know i was sort of like because i'm not as emotionally invested in it as you i was sort of waiting for something else to drop like that he was going to turn the saber blade red or yeah like yeah you know, totally mm-hmm. like not not necessary but, yeah, just like the craziest but, thing. But yeah, I was sort of like, oh, what's what's going to happen here? And I'm like, oh no, it's just a, a very poignant moment. Yeah, yeah, and, no, it's it's really, I think, meant to close out the series in that in that way. Um, and was the helmet they showed at the end the helmet that you got on the poster? Yeah, so that's a little morbid now. Actually, looking at the poster, thinking about it, so that's like and, the last shot of the series. Is that poster? Well, no, it's uh, the helmet. Like, it's not in the snow or anything. It's just the helmet. Um, but technically, you know, the helmet in the snow is what's on the poster. Yeah, because it's floating. Yeah. It's floating in space, isn't it? Basically, yeah. So it's, yeah, in a way, it was definitely alluding to it. And, you know, also the Comic-Con trailer that we saw, big, big foreshadowing for that moment when they when they show all the clone helmets. Um, as it ah. begins. And the shot where you see the... Uh, I the missile, yeah. When the missile comes up and explodes, we see that in the first episode when that missile comes up on Commander Cody and Obi Wan 
to flex it. So there's there was a bunch of foreshadowing throughout that trailer. Interesting. Yeah. I th- I thought the whole um like her experiences with Order sixty six and and Rex and how because it was always like that big puzzle piece of like yeah. how how did Rex get away and how did he you know not get affected by it. I thought um I thought that was really done like so well. Yeah, no, I agree. I th- well, you know, one thing I'll say is if Rebels was not a thing. I genuinely think Rex would not have made it out of this episode. Like the whole time as they're fighting in the hangar and there's like 40 clones around them. I'm just like, okay, Rex should be dead. <laughs> like He should not be around right now. Um, so, you know, they had a lot of like rebels plot armor flying through them. Um, oh, how, how brutal was it when they killed those droids? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just without, without question. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it like it did take away from the tension, knowing yeah. like like because of the Star Wars timeline, which yeah. is I just that's why I like the Mandalorian. It's just linear, linear. Right, right. It's right. You don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's what's unique. One thing I want to see, hopefully one day, somebody who hasn't seen Star Wars before, right, and they go through the films and then maybe watch the Clone Wars and then don't see Rebels yet, because I can imagine that this arc must be so stressful. For anyone who who hasn't who doesn't know Ahsoka and Rex's fate, or Bo Katan or Maul or anyone, yeah, because like the debate, if it was chronological, that we should be having is like, is Ahsoka going to survive? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um. But as we know, as Star Wars has taught us, if you are a slightly lesser known, not in the movies force wielder, yeah, you have a a good chance. To be found alive in later years, <laughs> when there's a book needing yep. to be written or, or a video <laughs> game that needs a character. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like I've always been of the belief that I, you know, that Ahsoka should have died in Rebels, um, but like you said, if this opens the door to more epic things that work, sure. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like if just say she does. She's in the Mandalorian, and then that's the start of her. You know, people have rumored that she'll have a, a series, and the live yeah. action series is sick. It's like, oh yeah, well, of course. You know, that that yeah. that was for the better. Whether you know Dave Filoni had it in his head that he wanted to do, you know, this could be he could just be like the the, the Palpatine of Ahsoka, just yeah. machinating her through the timeline until the time is right, and then bang, live action. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, order sixty-seven. Oh god, Jamie <laughs> just pulled that one out. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think the series could also set up even another animated show that takes place after Clone Wars with Rex and Ahsoka having to continuously be on the run and figure out where do they go from there. I um, I think I don't want to I don't want to quash your dreams. I think that's fair. Oh, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. No uh, way. No, but I just I just feel like or not cross your dreams, but cross your idea. Or your or your the- or your whatever. Your, yeah. your, your, your you're nerding about. You're coring. Um yes. Yeah, I feel like that's like I feel like their story is best if they don't meet again until Rebels, yeah. Rebels, yeah. Cause and like the story that I think the Ahsoka story that people want is her after Rebels. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it, it makes their interaction in Rebels so weird now when like Rex and Ahsoka get reunited for the first time. And the first thing he says to her, just the weirdest thing ever is, I'm glad you're still alive. And I remember, like, wow, what a what an interesting thing to start off with. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I don't think they separate right away after this. I think they probably, you know, I think there's room for them to separate. I would say they're probably... They probably, they probably, they probably went to In-N-Out. <laughs> Hungry after know, all that. Yeah, I mean, they they probably hung around for like a year or two. I mean, Rex still needs to hook up with the other clones at some point. You know, Wolf and Gregor, so... Ah, uh, yeah. Where are those dudes? You know, it was always so weird when those were the guys that were paired up with each other because it never made sense that, like, Gregor, who just left the Clone Wars after season five being in one episode, just automatically was with him in Rebels. Like, it would have made much more, like, a lot more sense if Jesse was with Rex or if one of those 501st guys was with him. But Wolf and Gregor, it's very random. Now, how does the Order 66 in this for Ahsoka pair up with, in the book, Ahsoka? Are, are you across that? Yeah, the Ahsoka book needs to be decanonized right now because it's it's completely different than... Would you like now to grab it off your bookshelf and you can burn it here, live on the air? Oh, I, I sold it, so I don't have it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I hey, hey, would you like here and yeah. now to burn the money that you sold it for <laughs> right here on the air? Yeah, I would. Did you use that, money, use that money to buy Ross? <laughs> I don't think that book was worth more than like 50 cents. So it's not a good book. Um, and, and it was very convoluted. The, the whole like Because in the book, Ahsoka buries her lightsabers. And they and, and Rex fakes his death. Oh, enough dead. with the lightsaber burying. <laughs> Spare me. They're not magic right. beans, people. Right. You're, back in my day, you, you, you got an old shed, you put them in a box, and then when the neighbor came over, you remembered to pull it out and you gave him one. That's what, That's how he right. did it. That's how we or loved it. you just it. toss it on the Death Star, you're done with it. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, so if there's one thing I would have added into this finale oh here we go yes it would have been ahsoka trying to reach out to the force to locate anakin and just feeling coldness and emptiness and you know for her to think oh he's dead because in the ahsoka book it was cool because she does do that and that's the one cool moment in that book Hmm. Um, and i feel like that would have been a good emotional moment for ahsoka to realize that all hope is lost in that moment anakin's gone all her friends are gone um, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know if that sort of like bumps too much into, I always liked it when he, she first felt him again in Rebels. Right. And sort of realized, um, you know, what was going on or had it confirmed or what, 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 what does like, does Ahsoka think he's turned bad or does, does she like know what happened to him or just yeah what's the deal with that i don't know it's i mean she that's why i was hoping that scene where she feels like she he's gone because it would have added closure to her in that moment thinking yeah he's gone so he didn't turn bad but with her not knowing that it makes me wonder if she ever had suspicions if he was like palpatine's pupil or you know 
Well, she definitely like that. That was like some of the most compelling stuff. Like, oh yeah, like talking about how she, you know, he wouldn't like spying on Palpatine and and right, you know, and and she did feel that, um, you know, the Mace Windu out the window moment, right. Fantastic moment too, right? Getting Hayden in there and and having Hayden and Matt have their voices—that's so fantastic. Do you reckon they shared a mic like they do in Bon Jovi? <laughs> I think that was just pulled directly from Revenge of the Sith. All right, all right. Well, you know, you have your version, and <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, man, that would uh, God, how cool would that have been, huh? If they were sharing a mic together. I love that. There's a photo of them, like, at Celebration, Celebration or something Celebration, yeah. Yep. They met for the first time. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, um, let's talk about your pod for a second, Corey. Mm. You just had Ashley Eckstein. It did. On the show. How, how'd, yeah. that, how'd that one go? It was really cool. You know, um, when we started the podcast, she was one of the first guests we ever had on. And she was actually the first Star Wars celebrity who I pretty much met. And, you know... It, the first celebrity I met was Peter Mayhew, but that's another story for another time. Um, but Thanks, Ashley, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Ashley was always super nice to me, and and you know everyone in the community. She's she's always was very genuine, and so um, you know I reached out and with the finale of the Clone Wars, felt like this was a good opportunity for us to catch up again and do something. And she graciously agreed. So we did about a 35 minute podcast, just talking about the finale and talking about mental health and just being. It was awesome. Um, so if anybody hasn't checked that out, um, it's, it's really a great listen. Um, yeah. And, uh, what about the other, the Kessel run transmissions that have been pumping out and getting some, um, getting some views there, buddy. I know. I see. All about the views. All about the views. Yeah. Train and views. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, um, started this podcast in 2013 and so, I started it with the Clone Wars and it was really out of sadness that the Clone Wars finished and I needed an outlet. And so I used that podcast to do that. And through the years, you know, we were able to get on people like Dave Filoni and James Arnold Taylor and Ashley and just talk to the Clone Wars cast. And so it was, it was very much a Clone Wars channel. And so um, I felt that like now is the time to sort of bookend it for a little bit. It doesn't mean forever, but it just means that, with the finale of Clone Wars, this is kind of where I want to leave it um, until inevitably Mandalorian season two and Ahsoka pops up. Like you know, I'll be talking about that. So, Corey, yes. At the end of the last episode, for now, will you go outside and bury your microphone? Oh my god, dude! I would love to do that. <laughs> I would love to do that. I would so do that. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll put on like a cloak as I do it, and just maybe maybe take some. Uh... Oh, that's too morbid. Never mind. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So there was um, like three arcs that we got. Yeah. Um, you know, it was your your dream come true. Star Wars yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. What, what's your satisfaction level after the it's all wrapped up? So I am very content if this is the, you know, if they never make Clone Wars again, I'm content with it because the story's complete. It's done. And it, it's done in the way that 
I would have wanted it to end. And so what I will say about this season in particular is I thought the first arc was pretty strong to start off. I it's It was just classic fun Clone Wars. It wasn't too serious. It wasn't too, you know, but it was just sort of the old classic Clone Wars. The middle arc was very slow, I thought, and a lot of that could have been cut. I would have preferred that they put Darth Maul's story in as well, where, you know, because I think that's the perfect buildup, right? You get... I don't think that would have worked if, like... If it was like Ahsoka, those sisters, and Darth Maul trying to no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would have done. I would have done. Yeah, no, that definitely wouldn't have worked. I, I, I would have cried to be honest. With you. Um, I, I would have done sixteen episodes, and I would have done. Oh God! The, I would have done. Listen, listen. I would have done the bad path. <laughs> The Soka episode, Son of Dathmir, and then this finale, because then you get the full context for Maul's story. Um, and it's, if anything, if they ever go back and do more Clone Wars, I hope it's that arc that they make. Um, and if that was only in Dark Disciple and the other 40 episodes. But I really like, um, no, honestly, the emotional weight of CG Mandalore is something I've always wanted to see explored more in clone wars and i can without a doubt say that the siege of mandalore is my favorite star wars like out of anything that's number one for me so pretty happy with it man i'm it, it took us on an emotional journey and they name dropped my boy fives my my favorite star wars character clone trooper fives i mean rex had that amazing moment in shattered when he says fine fives i never thought they'd bring him up again and my heart just melted because he died like uh years ago you know and and he that was such a great arc that he discovered order 66 and, and was killed for it. And um, then fives was even name dropped in the beginning of this, the season with echo. Cause they were very close, even though echo didn't ask about fives, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> but I'm just glad that they gave fives his justice. And I felt like he was such an important part of this final arc. I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy. Steel. <laughs> I'm happy. Ross is happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey guys, if going behind the scenes of Star Wars journalism is your cup of tea, you should check out our back episodes with the one and only Anthony Bresnikan, formerly of Entertainment Weekly, now with Vanity Fair. In our numerous episodes with Anthony, we go behind the scenes with his workings with Lucasfilm on how all those cover stories came to pass. And you can hear those episodes in full if you join the Steel Wars Patreon. For just $3 a month, you get access to our entire back catalogue, as well as all our bonus episodes, including live comedy festival shows, movie commentaries, and so much more. Over 600 podcasts await you, many of them timeless interviews and comedy commentaries. Your $3 a month goes to the continued production of the Steel Wars podcast and is so appreciated. Check it all out at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. The link is in the show notes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ah, oh, the bit, uh, it's just sort of playing as, as we talk. The bit where it, um, the Star Destroyer or whatever they're called at that time um, goes into the atmosphere, like the cover yeah. of that Lost Stars book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was... Um, very similar. That, that was pretty sick. I also, one thing that I very much liked was them trying to negotiate the contract of like, well, she's not a Jedi. Right, right. And if we do this wrong, then maybe we will be treasonous. Uh, like, I, I thought that was um, some good... It was like they went into Star Wars court and tried to... Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. they, they had to go to court over Order 66. <laughs> It was a big negotiation tactic that did not blow over well at all. But and it's funny because it's actually a valid point. <laughs> like she's not a Jedi, and but obviously you know Sidious had the plan to kill Ahsoka. So here's what I think happened. Here's my theory, Steel, is I think that Palpatine could sense through the Force that Maul was figuring things out, and I think because of that, that's why he decided that now was the time to end the war and initiate the plan because why now? Right. It's like, why when Maul figures it all out is Sidious doing this? So it must've been, he felt that, that was coming at some point. Um, and I think that, no, that's it. It, it came to the end. Yeah. Like Maul's just inconsequential to it. Cause wait, how did, so yeah, I don't think you can really equate it to Darth so, Maul because I'm, I'm trying to like work out what... What I mean is Maul was figuring out Palpatine's plan. Yes. And if Palpatine sensed that through the Force and knew that Maul could potentially bring everything down, because if you think about it, if Maul actually did go to the Jedi Council and said, this is, what's, this is what happened, this is who he is, they would know who he is right off the bat. And his whole plan, then he could also tell Anakin what was going on Ahsoka could tell Anakin, and then it's it could all be a downfall from there uh, for Palpatine. Mm, um, no, I, I I see where you're coming from. Yeah, but it's it's a stretch. It's if, if it's not in this episode, it's definitely not a thing. But I thought that's where they were going with it, um, with the way these episodes were unfolding. Gotcha. But yeah, you know, also I think one awesome thing about this episode was just the cinematography throughout these four episodes is so phenomenal. It feels like a movie. It feels kind of removed from the other episodes in the past. Cause it's, it's that good. And Kevin Kiner's soundtrack, that guy, I mean, Anakin's dark deeds and God, it's Kevin a, nailed it. Are you telling me there's a song called Anakin's dark deeds? Yes. It's from the revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Yep. Wow. Yep. That is metal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wild you talk about the cinematography mm-hmm. it is unbelievable as as i'm watching this um you know republic ship go to the um into the hit the moon and yeah. just how the graphics and how compelling it is it is unbelievable this is part of the same series with the shark people I forgot that you don't like the shark people. <laughs> That's right, Riff Tamson and, and uh, all those homies. Like it is such um, 
I don't know, like that, like all the media after the original Star Wars could go either way. Do you know what I mean? Like there could have been more holiday specials. They could have made it sort of, you know, Planet of the Apesy and it got, you know, watered down each episode. And it's, you know, and same with the Clone Wars, it sort of like changed tone and um, sort of like, I don't know, inverted commas, realism sort of thing. Like this is like, this is like realistic star Wars to me, my um, interpretation of it through the movies. And, you know, shark man is like a cartoon character, like a he-man character that's that's jumped over. Yeah. And yeah, like this is just so much more um, like fulfilling and, and, and way more part of, like what I think of, of the movie, like, like it's sort of more up with that. Sure. Sure. Um, it's the closest in tone to the films for sure. Yeah. Like I don't sort of think in between movies, it's like, okay, well between uh, attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith, I better, I better whack on a bit of, um, Riff Tamsin to, so I, <laughs> so I can chronologically follow Anakin's arc. But, yeah. but this is like, um, like so grounded in in what you know live action Star Wars is. Oh yeah, and I don't know even some of the shots that are sort of far away, um, they like they look like Mandalorian-y. Yeah, no, to, for sure. Like, you can tell that Dave used a lot of the skills from Mando to apply to this arc. So, um, well, and that's the interesting thing, right? Is the previous episodes feel so different from this final arc. Like it's like it's night and day. Yeah, well, the ones with the sisters, yeah, and and, and the Bad Batch were, you know, they were they were pretty Clone Wars, like do you know what I mean. And for someone that didn't, um, you know, ha- haven't you know, couldn't you know keep, like I don't have a photographic memory of the Clone Wars. Yeah, these could have been in season four, and I go oh, right, yeah, okay, whatever, right. Like they weren't, um, they were just more episodes. Yes, yeah. This, like this was like, agreed. and then this one was like a special event, like way more movie esque, right. and you know, even you know, they did cool little things like the opening with the Lucasfilm and and the Clone Wars logo and stuff. Well, and and one thing that I figured out too was, I think that what happened is Disney gave Lucasfilm a certain amount of money obviously to make this. And I think a lot of the budget went into siege of Mandalore because obviously the last two arcs were already in the pipeline. Whereas like an arc like son of Dathomir hadn't even been animated yet. And uh, that uh, would okay. have been just, ex- just as expensive as this one because it, it has that scale of epicness. Like Maul meets count Dooku for the first time and general grievous. And you know, that's pretty mind blowing to think that, you know, Dooku and Maul were in the same room mm. or, talking and i think that's what makes son of death me so powerful but that definitely would have been on the same scale as siege of mandalore okay um, well buddy where do you go to from here dude i don't know like now i have to figure out decades of of what comes next that's so <laughs> stressful you know like clone wars i mean like for two years i've had this notion of it's okay clone wars is back like it's coming back it's it's gone so it's uh yeah i mean i am actually excited to to hopefully see where star wars goes from here i hope that disney and lucasfilm have learned from the quality of this arc and that this is the level of quality they should be maintaining for animation i'm not saying it always has to be on that 
crazy epic scale, but it definitely has to maintain a good story and a good plot. And that's what I think made this so good is like you said, there wasn't moments that changed canon or did anything like that. It just fit in so well with everything else. And I hope that's what they do going forward. I hope the next animated series isn't like, like resistance, like a resistance isn't for me. And I know that's made for kids. What I'm saying is if they want to invest money in an animated series, this is what works. And it's clear it's what works. Just seeing the fans' reactions to all of this is so different than what we've what we've seen before. You know, so I hope I hope so. I hope they continue the quality. Hey, there was um, something I, I was actually meaning to ask you about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Sam Witwer, who is um, has been on the show before, friend of the show, as they say. Awesome. Um, he tweeted out after he saw a preview version of this. Yes. That this changes everything. Right. What 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 is he talking about exactly? I I think he means that you know before looking at Maul, I never would have guessed that he knew that Anakin was going to fall to the dark side. Never would have guessed that he figured out the plan and had visions of it. And I think that's what he meant by it. It's it's it changes the way you look at revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. it changes the way that you look at the prequels. And I think that's what he meant. It really alters the prequels in a really cool way. Um, and then of course, also with Ahsoka pretty much being in revenge of the Sith, right? I mean, we see that hologram uh, recording of Mace and all the Jedi. That was there. And, she, and yeah, then she just walks in right after where it cuts in revenge of the Sith. So it alters the way you view certain star Wars films. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, like I wasn't disputing it. I was just like wanting to know what your interpretation yeah. of. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, those scenes. And uh, yeah, when you point that out, I wasn't like I, I totally agree. I wasn't sure if yeah. there was sort of like for the hardcore fans, there was something yeah. that that, something maybe, that maybe I was missing, or no. um, yeah. you know, there's there, there is some story about Darth Vader and a blue saber or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do hope that we do see this in theaters one day because it really feels like it should be on the big screen. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of think maybe the best chance you have of that is at the next Star Wars celebration. That'd be, I agree. That'd be a cool thing yeah. for him to do one night is, Oh yeah. You know, put that on in the main room and I'd love that. You know, I'd love that. I'd be there like <laughs> waiting in line. W- would you? Do you reckon you go? Not this year, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, celebration is definitely not going to happen this year. So, um, yeah, it's not. The um, you've got a choice. Mm. Your phone rings. You look at the number. Okay. All that's on your screen is a brown hat. Dave Filoni. Okay. He's like, Corey, I know you've had my back since day one. I know you wanted the Clone Wars to come back even more than I did. Yeah. At times, even I found it annoying. (laughs) Give it up. Probably. Move on, kid. Come on. But we've got some cash. Oh, shit. From Disney+. Plus. 
we can either do those other arcs that you bitterly complain about never getting (laughs) or we can follow Ahsoka the White and Sabine and we see what her final, how her final chapter, her last adventures go. I don't like you. Um, Oh man, dude. You don't like me or Dave Filoni? Everyone. Okay. Um, (laughs) I would have to say that if that Rebel sequel is on the same quality as Clone Wars is, if it's the same quality... It's just... Corey, it's me, Dave. Same quality. It matches... It's the same budget, same amount of episodes for each one. Okay. Same, same artists, same level of detail. The Clone Wars style looks like Clone Wars. Okay. It looks like this, the Siege of Mandalore. Oh, then yes, it would be the Rebels. The Yes. Yeah. Following Ahsoka, 100%. Yeah. But here's the thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. They spend, like, all their money on the last four episodes. And so the, the, the first eight are like just animated like those little Star Wars roller cartoons. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> um <laughs> Don't answer, buddy. Don't answer. What That's <laughs> Alrighty dude. I am um I had a ball uh, watching these episodes. I thought they were exceptionally, exceptionally good. Um, as I tweeted a couple of weeks ago, these are Clone Wars episodes that even Corey Van Dyke himself could not overhype. <laughs> they were that good. They Perfect. were that good. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm very happy you're very satisfied. Um, more than, um, you know, more than I can say. And you know that. And stick around, buddy. Have a break. Come back on the show whenever you oh, want. I'll, I'll, I'll come every single time, dude. I will literally annoy you till right. you just don't want just, me anymore. Just so. Don't bury that microphone too deep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds good. Where can the good people of the internet track you down, buddy? Sure, you can follow me at Kessel Run Transmissions on YouTube. By the time this show comes up, I'm pretty sure I'll have my full reaction to this uh, episode up. It's a very emotional one. We're also doing a roundtable on this uh, as well, and so that should be up um, by the time this is out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Wolfpack and at KR Transmissions. And yeah, um, and then here on Steel Show. <laughs> You're already here. That's right. Enjoy the rest of the day, buddy. Thanks for everyone for listening. If this is your May the 4th, enjoy that. Mm, yes, happy ha- May the 4th. Ha- have a, uh, a good Star Wars day if uh, wherever this is in your uh, listening time. And uh, I do have to just like tip of the hat. I, I-, I felt like they did um, they did us right this May the 4th. We've got yes. the- we've got. 
uh, the Clone Wars, and then we've got that Mandalorian documentary. Mandalorian, yeah, yeah. So um, that is uh, going to be super cool. Thanks so much, Corey. Thanks for listening, and may that force be with you. That was great. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 